0: For God, ministries, 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 Je ministries, tuned in to the this man what does it profit the man to leave this world with a heart for the sin you ain't gotta be a member we can start off as friends sit back and kick it a little take the smallest runt and turn into the pick of the litter pastor tell Lucas, one of my spiritual hitters sorry if she get you in your feelings those are the first signs of healing no arm twisting you gotta be willing she kinda glow red from the floor to the ceiling church is more than a building But every single inch of this world that we live in. God bless the fish that she reel in. Decent and order. Got to respect God's daughter. Tune in from Cali to Florida. Lay on hands, get you up if you harder, take you to the water. Time is getting shorter. Squired up. God is coming squad Squad up.
1: Greetings and welcome to another episode of Telly Speaks. Let the Prophet Roar podcast. And I am excited and delighted, elated to sit down with a dear friend of mine, Mr. Arthur Ashby, today. So, welcome to the podcast, Sit Back. I want you all to enjoy and take all of this in today. Uh, This man of God I met um, about Two two years ago. Yeah, two years. It's been two years. The location where uh, our church and bookstore and where we're currently podcasting at right now, the upper level to uh, the building, um, Arthur and his wife Cornelia uh, had a business here. It was lovely interiors, Interiors. lovely interiors, and they had uh, home interiors, furniture, uh, very eloquent, unique uh, pieces for your home, and they were a staple downtown Wilson for quite some time and uh, after he and his wife decided that it was time to 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 end that endeavor uh, it was bittersweet for Arthur um, that he shared uh, the doors had opened we were looking for a place to to worship and and do all that we're doing now didn't know at the time we'd be doing everything we're doing now so was a divine intervention. Everything was orchestrated by God, even us meeting. It's amazing. Yeah. So I'm going to allow Arthur the time, the moment, to tell you a little bit about himself, uh, who he is, uh, a little bit about his family life, anything he wants you to know before we kind of delve in and I begin to drill him. (laughs) And yeah.
0: Do I say hello? Hello, yeah, family. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, my family life was was really uh, torturous because we never really revealed love with one another inside the house, and I picked up from that. And what I did, I started lying about how I was outside the house as well as how I was inside the house. What I'm getting to is that addiction starts with the brain's brain set. Sac- the thought of me doing things deviously had already started before I picked up a drink. But at five years old, I was drinking vinegar. Something, because they had black and white uh TVs back then. I was born in 1950. And the cowboys would shoot me. they go to the ball and they get their heart when they when they uh took a little shot. And, and it amazed me. So every time I was drinking bottles of vinegar, I'd walk around the house like an Alvin Bay. And I was having to fight all the time with my brothers, especially my brother right before me. And uh, what it did, it caused me to look at something to change my mood. Can't dance. Got two left feet. I still do. But uh, what, what, what it did, it caused me to entertain people. And uh, my family used to have parties at the house, and uh, I would pick up the drinks after them and, and divulge them at six years old. See, the addiction starts by me not liking myself first. And that's what people do. They, you don't like yourself when you do things of discord to God. And going to uh, the next level, uh, my mother was beaten very bad. My father used to beat us very badly, but he used to really uh, torture my mother. She was a beautiful lady. Excuse me. And um, the last time he beat her and I was 15 and my brother was 16 and we were sleeping upstairs and she came upstairs and told us that she was leaving. I couldn't even recognize her it had beaten us And he was outside burning her clothes. But um, it beat me so bad that she left. And I was not thinking about her. I was thinking about not having my mother. It was all about me, and not looking at the stuff that she was going through, where uh, she uh, was living. She didn't give us any uh, notice where she was, or anything, because she didn't want my father to know. And at the same time, did uh said he was going to commit suicide. So he called us up. Uh, we were my, bro- my brother and I was, were already there. I have uh, five, four, bro- four brothers before me and one sister. He called my family and said he was going to commit suicide. So uh, he had stuck his head in the stove and then had a, uh, and I backtracked when they went outside with him because he was drunk and wondering uh, why I didn't smell gas. He didn't cut the stove on. See, that's how devious I pick up certain things because kids will emulate their parents. And, and um, I didn't have a people. And I love what my mother taught me. But my father taught me how to work with my hands real good because I'm pretty good with my hands uh, building stuff and doing things. And uh, both parents are not beating up on either one of them. They knew what they only knew. And that's another thing. And she, the next time I saw her, she had sent my brother and I a Christmas card, and in it they had five hours in it for both of us, and still not letting us know where she was. The next time that I saw her was three months later, from November. In February she was in a hospital down from cancer. Excuse me. And before uh, out, I saw her. So I had a whole lot of women after that, and I would leave them. I would hurt you before you hurt me. I was trying to protect myself, but that was my frame of thought. I wasn't really protecting myself. I was being devious and cold-hearted to people. And my life went on. I, I was, uh, my brothers and I, all of us went to a vocational school where we had learned how to cut hair. And I was like, shop, all five of us working together. And, uh, we, we had, uh, we moved to another shop, but in between, I would, uh, fraternize with a lot of older guys that grew up with my brothers. And they were drug addicts also. So, when I know that, uh, like people, love like people, and then hurt people with hurt people. So, I'm both, uh, frailties. Uh, I was with my home because I didn't want to grow. I I was a pretty small kid. I was in an honors class in junior high school for three years with some fantastic uh, scholars, but I didn't want to let anybody know I was small. So what I did, I I hung up with uh, guys from social adjustment class and I I, I refused to be intelligent or be called intelligent. I was clowning in class and, and I did everything. Against the grain of what God put me here for. I didn't use it, so the tools that He provided for me. And um, in vocational school, I started really um, messing with a whole lot of women. And at and, and 15 years old, my, my, that's when my mother died. At 16, my uh, teacher, who was our pastor at a church, he, he noticed that I was. Um, my mother had died, he knew all that because he, he did the funeral. But um, he came up to me and said the post office was offering jobs to kids with one parent, and the kid had to do pretty good in school. And he asked me to fill out an application to work at the main post office. And that's where everything started because I, I, I got the job, filled out the application, but I was taking a, um, a disabled person, in my mind, to a party. And, and the party was really the main post. I was like 14th and U Street, which was a, a bad area in DC mm-hmm. because everybody was doing all kinds of things drugs, partying, and all that stuff. And plus, work it was a crew that, that did their work diligently. And was at like the party, and they had a guy named Smack. And Smack sold drugs, and back then, heroin was called Smack, mm-hmm. and he gave I started automatically gravitating to that drug. And, and it took 20, 26 years of, of that drug to finally come to a rest. But in between, a whole lot of things happened with me. Uh, and uh got got involved with a young lady, and, and, and one day at, at, at the post office, the girl invited me to a party at the post office. Me and the gentleman that guy grew up with. We went to the party. I'm thinking about getting women, and he was a thief. He matter of fact he had a, a cash around his around the back, around his back because he had just broke broke broken to a window and it broke his back. Mm-hmm. So he's we 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 in the party when we walked downstairs it was cold as snow. When we walked downstairs a guy was waiting for us and I was one guy was about six foot three, two two feet and he said, uh, has any, anybody seen my woman's purse? And uh, me not knowing anything, I say, no. And my, my buddy said no. So when we get, walked a little further, he slipped and fell, and the purse <laughs> fell out of his wow. coat. <laughs> a purse fell out of his coat, And he stole my buddy, and then he stole me. And we both hit the ground. My buddy, had a, he always walked with a, 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 a switchblade stuck the guy with the switchblade and I took a big brick and I hit him in the head. Um because I didn't deserve to get hit. That's what I'm thinking. Right. And uh the guy almost died. Mm-hmm. But uh the police on my 18th, my 17th birthday, he the, uh, the police were knocking at my door and they came and send the ad and took me down the precinct to say that uh, the guy uh told told them that there was two guys that since I worked at the post office, everybody knew who I was, um, said that we were the ones that that, 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 that accosted him. And in doing that, uh, I was thinking at the same time, this girl was pregnant by me, and my son was uh, not on his way, but I think that the girl sent the, po- the uh, detectives to me, but they took me in uh, inquired about the guy. And when uh, he dropped the charge because he, he stole us for but back then, the laws were a lot more stringent than they are now because right. it's very lenient now. I got you. And, and and doing so, um, it just started a bowl and ball of confusion. I ended up doing more and more things
1: against the grain of, of what God wanted because I was doing what I wanted. Like. Okay, Arthur. <laughs> Before we go on with a with a continuation, because you know, to a lot of the listeners and. And even in, even me, you know, getting a lot of information, you know, you sharing so much right now. It sounds as if, you know, uh, even from you know your, your early existence, your early childhood, that it, it's been a, a spiral downhill of, of unfortunate, you know, uh, events and, and 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 pain and, and turmoil and, and addiction. Uh-huh. But, you know. We're heading in that direction, but I want the people uh, to to get a little understanding of what our, our interview is. So when we're getting the story. You're, you're getting a lot of the narrative and a lot of history uh, regarding my brother sitting here. Um, but um, you know, I, I came to know him um, the day that he actually came. You came into um, the the bookstore. You came with uh, you know tears in your eyes. So much you had invested so much in, and you came with this book in hand. Um, and as a matter of fact, we need a book signing. We'll talk about that a little later. Uh, the name of the book is "If I Change My Behaviors, Then I Can Change My Character." And and looking at you now, apparently you change your behaviors yes. and and your character. Um, you change your behaviors and, and your patterns, and and it seems listening to your story that you were dealt, you know, from the very beginning, uh, a pretty rough hand, a pretty unfair hand with with life, in life, you know, the manipulation that you talked about that, you know, you learned from your father, saying that he was going to commit suicide, putting his head in the oven, the gas wasn't even on you know, putting that scare in you and your brother's hearts, but the gas wasn't even on them. Um, the, the, the separation, the separation anxiety. Um, you know, the uh, the issues that she had with relationships. You know, hurting people before they would have the opportunity to hurt you because, you know, the way in which your mother left. But you now realizing um, that she had no choice. You know, she, she had to leave in order to survive. You know, um, but I just wanted to give a little, a little backdrop in, in history. You know, began to talk about even your heroin, heroin addiction. Did you say 26 years? 26 years of addiction. You know, even the images um, that you talked about, seeing as on, on television, the cowboys. You know, you know that was a manly thing to do. The images that we. See, society shows us and society shows our young people, you know, that appear to be so innocent or macho or manly with the right thing to do. Um, you kind of took those things and began to drink vinegar at a very young age. And then the parties you talked about. And, you know, after the parties, you know, taking up the, you know, the, 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 the trash or the leftovers and the liquor and taking a drink. So you were exposed at a very young age. Uh, age of innocence, um, but an age where you were you were exposed to to real life, to real life situations and, and issues that are plaguing our society uh, that are pharmacia, alcoholism, addiction, and uh, uh, perversion, and, and sex abandonment. All the things that that are issues for and things that are taboo conversations that we we perhaps have when we have to have them when it's kind of too late when, when families and mothers and husbands and wives Story of redemption. God has redeemed you uh, from those, from those demons, um, from 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 your past, from that destiny, from the plans of the adversary. And this book, right here, I encourage you all to get it. I encourage you all to get this book. Uh, tells your story and uh, story of redemption. And you're so transparent not only in the book here in this interview so I just wanted you to take a breather because you're pouring out so much um, but we're, we're grateful because it's transparency it's the transparency it's when we come clean it's when we're real uh, about situations uh, it's when we're real So we're just grateful to have you today. So I wanted to give a little backdrop, you know, about the book, about your life, um, about others that may be struggling with any type of addiction of any sort, anything, um, that, you know, you you uh, frequently, talking about uh, your, your relationship with the Lord and it was him that brought you from that place And, um, you know, he's our redeemer. He's the one that can redeem us. So I'm going to let you go on a little further. But I just want to encourage the people today that it gets better. That it gets better. I got living testimony today. Yeah, it gets better. So I just want to encourage you all. So you go ahead. Okay,
0: well, I'm going to get almost to the end of my run. Uh, I was running so hard that I I got uh, sick. And I was feeding, thinking that I needed drugs instead of going to a doctor. And with that, I got weaker and weaker. And I ended up getting a disorder called Guillain-Barre syndrome. It's a paralysis. I was paralyzed for a year. Um, Had a trach, uh, couldn't walk, talk, or nothing. And with my vanity, uh, after I And all that over again, that was more painful than this disorder itself. Okay. But um, I thought it was me that did it, so I didn't give God credit. Mm. Uh, uh, I went back to drugs in a wheelchair, buying drugs, and uh, things got worse and worse and worse. And I was finally ended up sleeping in about six, di- six different people's homes at different times. Not calling myself homeless, which I was. I was homeless. In a strange kind of way, because I was avoiding the word, but I was living it all the way. I Didn't have the key anywhere, mm-hmm. and I had to knock on people's doors in order to get in the house. Uh, sleeping on the floor, sleep, sleep, sleeping everywhere. I was doing. I was doing hair at the time to keep me, uh, keep money. And I was ending up like I do somebody's hair for two days. I stay in the house for two days, so I'm slacking on See a family, and if I saw somebody had family, togetherness it sort of enlightened me because that's all I look for in life. And I will stay there for a couple of days and go somewhere else and stay. But at the end of my run, I was ended up sleeping out in the street. And um, my my buddy, like well, he grew up with my older brothers. His is Rick. And a counselor. And he came to me and told me he wanted to help me because I used to cut his hair. I used to leave people in the chair with a half a haircut, perm in the hair, dye in the hair. And when my nose got to running, my knees got weak, and my urine from my drug overtook my position of working, I would leave them in the jail with that money in my pocket. And I'd go out to go out the shop, leave them, and I'd come back the next day to Three weeks later the hair was gone some ladies lost their hair. And said I didn't have that caring attitude and all this I have to talk about because we all have things, conditions that we go through that you want, we don't want to talk about but keeping it in imploded me because it haunts you and it still haunts you when you talk about it but at least getting And and, and and at the end of my run, he, he uh, getting back to Rico, he was the main for part of me getting in recovery. He was doing a council meeting at DC General Hospital in DC. And he was talking to women that were pregnant on methadone. And he took me there. I didn't know that he was going to take me there. And I'm the only male besides him sitting in there. And I'm crying more than the women. And somebody said, they accepted me and this is God. The lady that accepted me didn't know me. I didn't have other uh, John Doe. I didn't have any ident- identification. So she told me come back with some kind of ID. The next day I can keep this check the seat for you. And Rico bought me a, a, a non-driver's ID because I didn't have any money. And uh, she took me in. She she accepted me in the program. I stayed there for 20 23 days, that's two days extra, but I went to another extended program. And this started my uh, well, the prayer that I gave up before all this happened was amazing. Just like uh telling that I had a ring on, it was God sent. It wasn't a, it wasn't calls that we called each other up and said, What are you gonna wear? Right. It's just that it, it, it's no coincidence in life. But uh, I prayed that. next day came and took me to the hospital. And what happens is that I started believing in God and he started showing me what he can do. Mm-hmm. He took me to the end. I didn't have to go. I had a hospital bed, but I wasn't in anyone's home. I was in protective custody. They took care of me, fed me, and taught me about life, Told me about my issues, things that were That I didn't know that I was walking around in deep denial, mm-hmm. that I was walking around in deep deception, and 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 non caring and, and scared, and my fear was overriding my, my my strength. And what, what this hospital did, and it was thirty two years. Matter of fact, I, I have thirty two years of, of uh, non using drugs. May twenty first of next month, and says nothing but God, and I don't believe you have to go back not and use again in order to not use you can use your extended period if you connect to god God. He, he is amazing particle in my life i pray i pray every morning when i get up and pray every night when i lay down since i've been clean since for 32 years i devote my life to him yes and what he's done he's changed I blew the DVD out <laughs> and um, I was a bum, I was a bum, but until I gave my life to God, uh, my life has been unreal and I, uh, I got a store, I was two years clean, I a consignment store in DC where I was selling clothes, but I was getting hot clothes because I knew a lot of people on the street and one day it hit me, I said I can't do this because it's against what God wants me Didn't sell it and I closed the store down and um I said I can't do the wrong and and, 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 and live a right a right life. Everything I'm doing there is, is above board. Even down here I bought some speakers when I had 25 years and was gonna put it in the store and I told my wife that she said she don't want the speakers in here. Mm-hmm. I went to the meeting, I talked about it. See, so you gotta talk about time that you're dealing with something, you have to talk about it, because you, your mindset is, is out there to get your hind past. I start cursing also. <laughs> I don't want to say A, but uh, what he's done, he's done a miraculous job on me. I didn't do this. This is not me. Mm-hmm. This is him. It's through him. It's not him. It's through him, because he's in all of us. Uh, you got to really devote your life to God. He is so I mean, and mean, we wouldn't have met if it wasn't for God. I came down here thinking it was a bookstore around the corner, and I walked and peeked and saw the bookstore sign out in front of the telly Store, and it came in here, and we, ordered, we clicked like that. Yeah. It doesn't take time to know who you are around. It doesn't take time. You don't need to be searching or looking for anything. God will present anything for you if he give your life to him. But my life has been unreal. She adopted when he was too. she She's been the only mother that he's known because she's she she been with me for 27 years but we've been married for 24. And what I'm saying is that good things have happened for me. And everybody does things uh, to build up your spirit if you want, if you want to build up. you got to want it up. And And I was thinking about the word success. And I was reading one day, and it made a lot of sense. It says in the dictionary, success is the only word that comes before work. Mm -hmm. S comes before W. But you really have to work in order to be successful in life. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to do is work and work. And success doesn't mean tangible things. That's That's what I want. I want an intangible, successful life because he's done so much for me. But it's just an honor to be here with Telly. Um, is one thing that, that is a poem that I love that I like to share, mm, it, and it's called. But uh, I stole it. And I put my words in it, and it says, "As children bring their broken toys, and tears for God for men, I took my broken dream to God because He is my friend. Instead of leaving Him alone to work with them alone, instead of leaving Him in peace to work with them alone, I stood around." and as I cried, God, much too slow. He said, "My child, what I do? You never let him go." I mm-hmm. so "I'm letting it go of everything deceitful in my life and yes. giving it to Him
1: because so nice. He He can change." That's God. <sighs> Arthur, this is dynamic. I um, I'm I'm so full right now. I, I I know I'm certain that the people are uh, indeed a story of redemption. And um, God's love, God's grace, and his mercy uh, towards his children. You know, 32 years, May 1st? May 21st. May 21st, we'll be having a celebration, plan to do cake and all of the stuff, right. bells and whistles for you this year. I'm so grateful to be a part of your life. and to be yours too, trust me. Yeah, prayerfully. Celebrate this this milestone uh, with you and your beautiful wife Cornelia. I wanna I wanna acknowledge her as well, a dynamic, faithful woman of God. Amen. And your sons, and Jamie. Jamie. Yes. And uh, we're just we're just grateful, uh, grateful for this interview. Indeed, a story of redemption. Um, I know there are some things that we. definitely uh, inform the public uh, as to what that may look like, but um, um, a recovery
0: program. Of all addictions. Of all addictions. Because we, we all are addicted to something. And until we realize that, you're going to have trouble in your life. Yeah. And I'm not saying that your life is going to be perfectly clean when you get rid of your addiction, but you'll be able to handle it. Yeah. And you'll be able to make choices that Really give your life too.
1: So we're we're looking forward to to doing that and and allowing you this space. So Arthur is um, speaking with a a local pastor here, and uh, And tell me also, yeah, whatever part that I'm willing to play, if it's just uh, uh, bringing refreshments. Taking, taking the medicine and taking the hit and brought you out. Uh, you know, the, the Lord doesn't waste an experience, and you didn't go through to come out empty handed. So I believe that there are others that are going to benefit from, from everything that you've experienced and gone through. You are uh, a living witness to some things, and I know for certain that it, it, it's not wasted. So there are many that I see on a day to day basis that are struggling there's not there's not much programming in yeah, uh, for for the for, for uh, mental illness for for substance uh, abuse for those that are just struggling with like any, anything anything so yeah, we're, we're definitely looking forward to that we want to be prayerful that God open the, opens those doors um, you had similar program in the DC area and I do want to share uh, how amazing God is I had no idea I had put a post up, I I lost a brother, Um, September will be two years since my brother uh, Virgil died of COVID, complications with COVID, and I had uh, put a post up with his picture up there, and he had a picture of he and Lee Williams and Arthur. But he wasn't talking about Lee Williams, he was talking about my brother. And, uh, you know, the photo that I had put up at the time, my brother was living in the D.C. area, he had taken a picture with Lee Williams, and my brother had, had gone up to the D.C. area because he had gone for uh, um, recovery from some addiction, from addiction, <sighs> and cocaine addiction, and he had gone to escape this area in North Carolina to get his life together. So I was thinking that you were talking about Lee Williams when in, in actuality. You had met my brother Virgil up in the D.C. area and I'm just getting tearful right now. It's, it is. it's, it's, it's not a coincidence, yeah, perhaps it's a
0: I couldn't tell you all, I hate to do this. But I was given programs uh, in, in lieu of people that help people in recovery. And this one particular lady, Carmelita Witherspoon, had done so much. She started an NA program from the AA format in DC. And uh, one of the few people, but she was so. saying that she went back up used again, and she was immediately snark, because of the power of, the, of, the, of her medication, and uh, I, I noticed that and I went to her home, she was staying with her sponsor, and talked to her in that, of me giving programs for well, she didn't want to do it, but her sponsor I never come down here. I never would know that anybody from No. I would know anybody from D.C. That's how small my mind is. But to meet somebody directly associated with somebody that I knew, especially Telly, it was amazing. It was all happenstance to a human. But God directs things the way He wanted it. And I did. A, um, I had the program um, um, videotaped, and I bought Telly the CD that still in old school, uh, mm-hmm. electronics, uh, but a DVD with Virgil version it, and it's a beautiful uh, send-off. Yeah. It really is. It's, it's great memories.
1: Yeah. I hadn't had a chance to look at the original one yet. I was kind of apprehensive, so I'm going to sit down, and uh, me and my mom are going to look at it together. I didn't even let her know that you had given it to me because it's, I know it's going to I just, I just give God the glory. It's all yeah, God. It's all God. story Lord. of redemption. And then you know when my brother did transition, he was living a clean life. When he transitioned, and that's what that's how I want to go. He was exactly. living a clean life. Exactly. So I just thank God for His love and uh, His 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 story. Our story is a story of redemption. His love, His story, the story that. You know what he did at Calvary, two thousand twenty-three years ago. Over two thousand twenty-three years ago, is that of a, a, a love story? That of redemption? You're you're a witness. You're you're a living witness. I'm a living witness,
0: mm-hmm. Our yeah. brother. And who said we're we'll watching is a living? Witness. We're all living witnesses, whether we
1: acknowledge it or not. Not converted, you can't. Is there anything else you want to share? No, I think I'm talking too much. <laughs> no, uh, we can go on and on. But
0: I'm, you have to go to work, okay? No, I'm
1: good. I'm good. This is this is
0: everything. But, but God is truly amazing. And he will mend things that you think can't be sewn back together. But it's got to be given to him. Truly given to him. You can't take it back. Because that's what uh, Satan, cause Satan said to us too. And we were born in Satan. We weren't born to God. We were mm-hmm. born to do that. But God is here to redeem us. Yeah. That's the challenge that they have with each other because Satan was up in heaven with him. And and he knows what God does but he doesn't (laughs) have God's power. Ah. So what I do, I lean on his power because I know what his power can do. He's shown me both sides of my life right in front of me while I'm still living. And I love what he's shown me on the other side. And I appreciate what Satan. I always will know I will be a recovering addict. I want the word "recovering" in front of it. I don't want the word "addict" because okay. I know what addict would bring, what a, a current
1: addict would do for me, mm-hmm. and I don't want that. Yeah. saved by grace. Saved by grace. Exactly. Keeps it at a place of humility. Exactly. Oh my God. Humbleness. It, yeah. You know, and and, and,
0: and I serve him um Oh. Uh-huh. You know, and, and, uh, I just want to serve. Telly does too, that's why I love her. I, I see her
1: spirit is yeah. strong in helping people. I love uh, you, my friend. I love you too, man. I love you, my friend. <laughs> oh, God bless you. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of Telly Speaks, Let the Prophet Roar podcast, where our motto, where our belief is the verse of scripture, 3 John 1 and 2, oh, where Jesus admonishes us that my god that we prosper and be in good health even as our soul prospers the whole man the whole man mind body soul and spirit amen i pray that you were encouraged today as i was looking forward to having my friend back again in the near future
0: again. we going to start an addiction program yeah,
1: yeah. so we're yeah and yeah. in, in, in here okay right here, right here. Right here. I'm, I'm excited i'm God gave us this space and it's for a reason. And I'm I'm excited. I'm staring. And he gave us the person to do it. Yeah. One another. One another. Amen. I want to encourage you all to, to come get this book. And it's on Amazon. And you can order it on... Um, it's not on Amazon? Ah, well, you got to get it here. Exactly. You got to get it here. All right. So if I change my behaviors, then I can change my character. And you can get it here at a Heart for God Bible and Christian Bookstore. Uh, And you can order it at www.heartforgodbibleandbookstore.com. If I change my behaviors, then I can change my character. Arthur M. Ashby. And all the artwork was done by my son. And all the artwork was done by Arthur's son. We are definitely going to have to do another interview Because that's another interview for another day. Absolutely. There are levels and depths to this man of God. Amen. But until next time, we love you all with the love of Christ. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Love you so much. And we love you all with the love of Christ. Until next time, we're signing off. Telly speaks, let the prophet roar. We love you all. Shalom.